All right, and welcome to another episode of Empire. I am Pete Barenberg, along with my buddy that I can actually see face-to-face this time, <laughs> Nick DeFrancesco, CEO of Pure Well. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so we have a kind of a little special thing going on here because we've never done this. It's like a round table type of this is. Yeah. So we have a round table uh, situation going on today with a very good friend of mine that I've known for many, many years, uh, Dr. Glenn Chapman. And it's going to be very educational. It's going to be, a, you know, it's going to be a little entertainment. Um, but I think it's definitely going to be enlightening. And uh, so welcome. welcome Thank Dr. you. Chapman. Thanks for having me. No, it's been a long time coming. Yes, it's been a long time coming. It's every day you get the president of love. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. Um, You know, uh, I I I don't know how how long. I mean, fifteen years, twelve years, thirteen years, something like that. Yeah, it's probably coming up on fifteen years now. Yeah, it's been a long time, and and it's kind of funny. uh, uh, When I was in medical field, I was working at a company called Primus, and I met. Uh, you know, Dr. Chapman for the first time, and, and we were talking about a product called Liberal, and um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, and didn't really, you know, we talked a little bit, and we we met at a, um, we really started talking about the China study. Oh, we yeah. had a conversation about the China study at a medical, uh, you know, China it's a, study, not the China syndrome. Right. No. Not <laughs> were you with the China study? No. Or is that no, 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 no. It was really interesting, just to briefly, we won't yeah. go into that long term, but it was this guy, this researcher from Cornell who was sent, who was uh, tasked with determining the benefits of milk, of cow's milk. And in his research, he found out the exact opposite. And he started to understand uh, a bit more about proteins and different types of proteins. It was really, really enlightening book. I mean, we all kind of on board now about cow's milk is really not a good milk for humans unless it's the only food you have on the island. Right. Okay. So I didn't say they don't go well with Oreos. I'm just saying, you know, you're for Peter to pay Paul here a little bit. So, but that's what it was about, and it was a, it was really interesting. They did some. Um, he found out that kids in the Philippines were getting um, a liver cancer, hepatocellular carcinoma, and what they found is that they were eating lots of peanut butter. And they're like, huh, well, peanut butter has aflatoxin in it, which they use in, uh, in experimental settings to induce this liver cancer. But when you put it together with enough protein, here's the key, when you put it with high protein, uh, it would induce the enzymes that converted this aflatoxin to make it more dangerous. So it was interesting how they're saying that he was talking about this higher protein diet like that was was setting you up for cancers by turning some of the stuff that you're able to deal with normally throughout the day into a pro-cancer situation. So so that was it was it was a really interesting book. It was not specifically about diet, but it's more about protein in that aspect. But it kind of came out as a side effect of him looking to try to to promote milk. So so yeah, so Nick and I be a side effect of what they were trying to study or prove, and then all of a sudden you get a you know, breakthrough on something yeah. that you weren't Yeah, little things like penicillin. That was that, that worked out pretty cool for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna say, I mean this is but this is why I love, you know, seeing Glenn, Dr. Chapman, because there's always new knowledge. Um, obviously triple board certified, so tell them a little bit. So triple board certified in what? Uh, what do you uh, do? Uh, love, man. So it's, it's definitely love. But what else? That's president love. It's president. The I'm United love. States of love. <laughs> 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 
Well, uh, well, I'm a DO. I'm an osteopathic physician, which real briefly for people who don't know what that is. That's that's a lot of DOs gonna be upset with me, but that's like an MD and a chiropractor put together. Okay, I've I've done four years of medical school, three years of residencies, year of fellowship, multiple boards, state licensed. I delivered my babies. That's I write amazing. narcotics. I did epidurals. I've held heart and surgery. So. So I'm a, I'm a physician, but in, in addition, I, I did my primary residency in neuromusculoskeletal medicine, which is musculoskeletal pain, which you think of as non-surgical orthopedics. If it hurts and it doesn't need surgery, I treat it. And as an osteopath, we have a unique toolkit in using our hands that we can fix a lot of things with our hands. And, and, and you'll, I'll tell you a second why, and you already know why this made sense to me coming into it, but... Uh, so neuromuscular medicine is my primary. I also did a fellowship in sports medicine, which I love, not just because I love athletics, which we all do. We're just talking fantasy five years ago, right? <laughs> I mean, but because the neat thing about sports is you can't just throw a pill or throw surgery at a patient and go, there, I fixed you. I, I, you got to get them back on the field. You got to get them back playing and functioning. And sometimes people's sport is cooking or bathing. And that's what we don't tend to think about. You know, I mean... You know, he's 76 years old. You played for the Philadelphia Eagles 50 years ago. I actually have one of those guys. Yeah. This guy's got some gnarled hands. <laughs> His hands are stepped on, but they're like catcher's men. <laughs> and, you know, you know, his sport today is not playing, playing line, you know, defensive line. His sport is now exercising to stay healthy. It's, it's trimming the yard, doing yard work. It's helping the kitchen, those type of things. So maintaining function in the context of pain which dovetails nicely into what you're doing here, right. is really the focus of sports medicine, which is what's really intrigued me. And, and in addition, my third board certification is in pain medicine because as I evolved in it and I got that board certification later on, it made sense because everyone who came to see me is in pain. So it made sense that I should learn a little bit more about it, learn more interventions. And, and let's be honest, you know, we all started, I, especially I started with the hopes that I could fix everything with my hands. Don't we all just hope, you know, I'm just, you know, mental telepathy. I'm fixing that. I'm going to destroy that tumor. Well, you know, I, I know it's possible. I can't do it. <laughs> no, no. So, so, you know, you have, to, you have to evolve yourself into some of these tools that are less desirable. Like, for instance, steroids. People are scared to death of steroids. Opiates. I mean, they have their role in medicine. They have their role. You fracture your pelvis you're going to want an opiate when you're in the ER. You know, but the problem is, is like a lot of things, we abuse it and neglect other steps moving up to that, which is, I think is where a lot, where what you're doing with CBD and with cannabinoids really fits nicely into what we do in medicine. In the sense that we're just so ready to jump into the purple pill versus starting in some of the more conservative, safer measures. And so, so that's, you know, that's kind of a brief background of where I am as a physician. And that's, that's how I, I, I practice medicine, my practice. I start conservatively and use a lot of these type of products we're talking about. But you know what? If you've got an acute herniated disc, you're getting an epidural. You right. know? And, and if you're selected correctly, not just everyone that comes through the door, it's probably going to work fantastic. And which is a big, which is not only like what you guys deal with, with cannabinoids, trying to wrestle the, the misconception about it, the reefer madness that's still hanging on from 50s when we, we brought that out, or even earlier. Um, it was, um, we still wrestle a lot with trying to educate people because of the mistrust in medicine now. 
Which is legitimate and honest. I mean, let's face it. Right, we, we've been trying to pull the wool over people's eyes for long times and hurt people a lot. And, and, but unfortunately, then it distracts you from when medicine is very useful and appropriate. And so a lot of what we do is trying to talk people off a cliff and go, no, no, you, you know, this is not going to kill you. I understand since we're not jumping at it, but you've already gone through these separate levels. You know, it's your pain. If you want it, it's yours. Feel free to keep it. If you want to get rid of it, this gives you an opportunity. I think it was great that you, the, the way you just addressed it, because a lot of people are concerned about medicine right now for many reasons. And, 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 and as they should be. As they should be. Yeah. Right. But, it, so. but I think more than ever, at least in my time. No, I agree the, with you. The, uh, that I've lived. Um, maybe that was the case a hundred years ago, 80 years ago, but I don't know. But for, for me, we see it every day when we talk to patients here coming in, of course, um, obviously calling or, you know, the, the feeling the calls that we have that, you know, call Purewell. Um, and it's, it's so different because back in the day, it's like the doctor knew everything. And now everybody thinks that the doctor knows nothing. So there is a, there is a middle ground, right? I mean, there were some of the things that you would talk about and you'd say, yeah, just, just by diet these people could be controlling so much more of this inflammation markers and things that they're dealing with. And which is a hundred percent true, but what happens? Most people are like, well, there's gotta be a pill for that. Right. You know, I like the practicality, the practicality of it. Right. Like instead of no, like put down the fried chicken, like, you know, like that could start. I mean, it was just funny. You said that one day to me and I go, you know, a lot of doctors would maybe be out of business if they really, preached more about just taking care of your body normally, Absolutely. you know, just doing the normal things that you should be doing or what we were preached to when we were young, get your sleep. Yeah. Being conscious of what's going in your body, right? Get sleep, eat, try to eat naturally. Don't eat McDonald's, you know, go play in the trees. Don't sit in the, you know, watching TV or all day long or, you know, whatever. It is. So, so, so we do see a lot of that and I really, and I love having you on for so many reasons because of all the knowledge and everything. But you're really looking at it from both sides. And I didn't want people to always hear like cannabis focus, cannabis focus, cannabis. They're pushing. They have an agenda. They're coming from Purewell. They're, you know, bringing people on that are cannabis. You have a lot of, and I want you to kind of go into, you know, where you started and stuff and, and, and sure. cannabis and how that's been a part of your life. But it's, it's not the only thing. And there is a reason for we use it and why we're using it, you know because it's safe, because it's natural, because it does have a lot of great benefits. But we're not saying that you might not need something else. You know, we're just giving you a lot of the benefits of, why would you not start here first? Why would you just drunk, jump to a pill or, or this or, or no, you know, it's whatever. Well, it's because it's easy. Right. It's because there's a lot of other pressure. I mean, there's... There's a lot of pressure to do that. A lot of it has to come from the training. The other old saying, if you don't see it in residency, you're not going to practice it when you get out. And if all you ever do is get drug lunches, showing pharmaceuticals, do your entire training. I mean, we get, we get zero nutrition. The only nutrition we get is probably a, a little bit in our biochemistry courses, but it's not human nutrition. It's nutrition via biochemistry. You know what I mean? And most people know that. And this is the Don Honest Truth. You may get to a good institution, you may get a school where they gave you a nutrition course, but there shouldn't be a nutrition course. 
What do the Chinese say? Food is either your first medicine or your first poison. And I think we will pretty well understand the fact today that 99% of our diseases we can cure with nutrition and dietary. I'm not saying I could cure you with bean sprouts, but I'm saying is like you said, if you put good things in and keep the bad things out, the human vehicle's amazing in its ability to heal itself and fix itself. That self-writing, self-healing mechanism that we blow off. In osteopaths, it's one of our, our tenets, is that we, we count on that self-healing, self-regulating mechanism in humans. And we tend to blow that off in society. But you cut your arm, you don't tell those cells where to go. The body heals itself. I mean, I always tell people all the time, like with a, you have a pneumonia, I give you an antibiotic. Did I cure you? No. I knocked the size of the pneumonia, meaning the number of bugs down, the colony. I knocked it down enough so that the body can now win. And this is a concept we don't even talk about in mainstream medicine when we use penicillin. You know what I mean? Is that we still got to enable the body to win, which is like when you were talking to me earlier about some of these mataki mushrooms and some of the things, some of the ideas you got. I think it's brilliant because the only way we heal is if we heal. So besides taking away the things that are knocking down our ability to heal, which sometimes unfortunately are pharmaceuticals, not all of them, but promoting the healing aspects within our own body, myriad different ways. But with some of the things we've been given, like mushrooms and other plant sources, I think it's a, it's a very elegant and appropriate way to start. Like you mentioned, we should start conservatively with the fundamentals. Don't jump towards the big guns. And, and well, you know, you were talking about a, a gummy that we're going to release in about a month, but it's got five different mushrooms in it, and it also has ashwagandha in it as well. So it's uh, cordyceps, Lion's mane, chag, chag, uh, chaga, turkey tail, and reishi. So it's going to be Beautiful. that. It's going wow. to be, yeah, it's going to be a nice mixture of that as well as the ashwagandha. And then we have, of course, the cannabinoids. So yeah. we have a full spectrum uh, oil, about 35 milligrams. We're going to have an isolate of CBC, which is a very, very powerful cannabinoid that we are still learning a lot about. But, um, and then we have CBG. Not that we're not learning, we do know some of its cognitive effects and focus and some other things, but it's just a very powerful cannabinoid. Sure. And then CBG is known for an anti-inflammatory. So you've got a really strong cognitive blend of mushrooms, a strong anti-inflammatory uh, anti effects, uh, definitely immunity boosting. I mean, that was the first thing that you thought of when you were saying that. So neuroprotectin and yeah, you're talking about a wellness yeah. product that is, that is, that is going to be good, but, but no. And that's a big deal right now. I got to tell you the amount of xenotoxins we have, the toxins from outside our body that we're exposed to. I mean, Alzheimer's dementia and Parkinson's and Parkinson like dementia and Parkinson's syndrome it is is massive. It's epidemic now. It is legitimately epidemic. And it's, it's brain inflammation due to outside insults. So anything we can do to start protecting neuroprotective products now, if we're going to continue to live in the society, which many of us are, we need to try to, to ameliorate, try to dial down some of the damage done by just normal, normal living. And, and, and it's something we, we never really had, but, but let's be honest. I mean, one of the reasons we have Pure Relief at Purewell is because of you. Um, you know, we talked about Limbral and having that product years ago um, and then taking those two main ingredients, Catechin and Backlin. Um, and then you had a great idea um, to work with, you know, Dr. Bruce Burnett and everything, but for you specifically to put 
Boswellia, and the curcumin. Love it. Old, old. And so it's just been a really good combination for you. And I was going to ask you, um, you know, what your thoughts on that. But let's go back. Tell people kind of how you started and, and how you bring in your plant medicine, but where your roots were so they can have an idea. We'll kind of get into some cannabis. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I'll briefly bring you back. My dad was a physician. He was an ER doctor who then opened up one of the first walk-in clinics in, uh, in the state of Florida, urgent care center, way back in like 83. And he practiced like that. He saw 112 patients a day, room to room to room, a machine. And, and later on in life, he got frustrated with not fixing people. Like, you know, as an ER doc, obviously, saved thousands, thousands of lives. But, you know, as he started to move into more of a primary care type model, he got very frustrated with handing out a PPI for, for reflux GERD gastritis, which fixes zero and actually can cause gastric cancers, can cause osteoporosis, because, I mean, it can cause a lot of problems. He's fixing nothing. So he, he was at that point in his life and evolving in this and coming into more natural medicine as a traditionally trained and practiced 20-year MD at the same time that I was in like 16 and I got exposed to Carlos Castaneda. And Carlos Castaneda and Don Juan a Yaki Way of Knowledge was an anthropologist in Southern California who did his doctoral dissertation working with a Sonoran shaman. Now's where stuff gets really interesting. <laughs> right. right. Oh, whoa. Okay. And these guys were about as far out as you can imagine. When he talked about this, you know, using the dream state and using m- mushrooms and psychedelic plants, but it wasn't about the drugs. And I got to really make this. That was a tool, which is like we talk about with CBD and with cannabinoids even. It, these are tools, and they were used appropriately. So that really opened up a, a, a rabbit hole for me. You know, that when I started going down that, I started branching out and reading young and all this, but that gives you the first little crack in my cosmic egg that the world was maybe not the way they were presenting it to me at age 16, you know? And so, so I evolved on past that and, uh, and kept going and started reading more and, and dad did as well. And my freshman year, I went to the University of Florida and I wanted to be a doctor. And uh, for whatever reason, I wanted to be a doctor. And my dad begged me not to be. Yeah, you used to tell me that begged all the time. Me. He, he beat me up with, don't, don't, don't. He's like, for the hassle of your life, be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and I'll tell you, and I'm not to, you know, and, and, and Glenn really downplays his father, but his father had this, I mean, had this ability to make you feel like you were the most important person in the world, he that did. you knew him for your whole life. You could have just met your father and you just knew him. You just, you just, you just knew this man. And he's the one that said, you got to meet my son because I knew your father before you. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I met your that's father right. and I, was, I, I worked with your father for a long time. And, and your dad kept on saying, you got to meet my son. You got to meet my son. You guys will hit it off. You'll love it. And, uh, and then that's and the how the world works, right? Yeah, that's so... Um, you came in the office I was working at with this with this Lembrel. Right? And, right. You know, and of course, I'm like, why haven't I heard of this? Right. Which is a big point. Right. A lot of patients, a lot of people don't realize there is a lot of medicine, real medicine out in the world, we don't know about in America. Because Americans don't read foreign language journals and don't use stuff. We <laughs> Right. Some people don't even want to read. Uh, read a right. book. You know, any book. Right. <laughs> right. 
And so that, you know, it's a big deal. And I, and I think this, this like cannabinoid, so many people yeah. haven't heard of it or thought of it or known that it was something beyond a recreational drug, right? right. And you brought that Limberl in, and I'm like, really? How come I haven't heard of it? Right. And you, you know, you know, the man who can sell ice to Eskimos, he's like, no, seriously. And then, and it turned out to be one of the best products I've seen in medicine. Was well, it? Did he have to come back in a pill outfit, or did you take? Oh, uh, yeah. Now you gotta understand. I cannot heard the end of this. Yeah. Because I told him about <laughs> leotards and a pill suit. <laughs> This is a new thing. Right? This is true. This I, this is very true. I was, but it was for good cause. No, um, the excitement was when the pale costume had to come off to get like in and out of the car. When the one piece leotard was on, you know, was the 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 the, 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 the unitard was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Very, 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 very revealing. Right, exactly, exactly. So, but I will tell you this: it was kind of funny, and I did. We loved Limbro, and and it worked so well, and that is why I worked so hard to get Pure Relief, and I wanted to not only take those benefits, those natural benefits of of Catechin and Backlin and Pure Relief, and then when you were like, "Look, we really should add." Boswellia, we should put some cotechin, uh, uh, curcumin in it. Um, of, of course, we're going to do the, the cannabinoid mixes. Sure. Uh, that, but but it really, that combination, the results that we're getting, and, and, I, and I do want to talk to you about the results that you get from your patients, but has really been a game changer because everybody knew of us just because of pure sleep. And sure. our custom formulation, we won awards and all this stuff. And it is. It's a great product. Uh, I love it. You get it out of the park with pure sleep. Yeah, but it's the pure relief that... These people are struggling with all the things you talk about every day, opiate addiction or mm. not having a great diet or taking an inset and giving you those side effects, those GI issues or and now having something that's all natural for long term with no side effects that can really help. Them. And and so I just I really thank you for helping us with that, you know, and and I, and I do want you to talk about that. So, so I didn't mean to cut you off about that, no, but no, I just it, it, it well, was I thank you for bringing it because I think it's really an important product for a lot of reasons. I mean, really, we talked about this for a long time and you're like, what's your dream product? I'm like, here, you know, and, and the reason is like the 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 Bacalin, the Catechin, they they work like an Aleve for people out there, to give you an idea. They work on, on that pathway, but on those enzymes, they work such that they turn down the volume. They don't turn off the stereo, which is a really big deal because the, the traditional NSAIDs, Aleve and Advil and stuff, turn off the stereo. And so that's where you start to get the spike in the side effects for the renal aspect, the kidney aspect, the heart aspect, the gastritis, stomach aspect that we all know so well about it. And what was really neat about these other two products is that they turn the volume down, that they get enough effect on inflammation that they work, obviously they have to, but you didn't have the GI, renal, and cardiac side effects. It was, it was really an amazing thing when you first turned me on to it, you know, when you brought the product in, I was like, why do we have, why have we not heard of this? And then I kind of went, oh, well, this is why we haven't heard of it. Because it really works and it's safe. And, okay, okay, let's go. But, but it's a brilliant idea to put it in. And one of the difficulties with it, and let's be honest with it, is it doesn't fit the Western American psyche. We want to take two pills and it to work 15 minutes later. Let's be honest. We all have short attention spans and we're busy. And these products take about two weeks to start to see the effects. Right. 
and which is not unlike curcumin too. And so it's sometimes it's a tough sell for people. You have to try to really, really enable their belief system and talk to them, get them to, to buy into this and give it time to work. And so that's, that's been one of the tougher selling points of those products. But you take those two and you add it to something like curcumin, which is ancient. I mean, it is old. For those of you who don't know, curcumin's from turmeric. Curcumin's the medical aspect that comes from the herb, the spice turmeric. And turmeric makes uh, curry yellow, you know. Billion Hindus eat it daily. You know, I mean, it's kind of popular. It's been around for a little while. And it has a ton of science. It has a ton of Western science. And I'm very, I, I, I'm very specific about this because we got two different worlds here that don't necessarily mesh. But we do have a, a ton of hard Western science on these products in terms of their safety and their efficacy. And what I love is the elegance, like with um, with uh, Macklin stuff, how how they treat so many different aspects. Like uh, curcumin treats thirty different pathways of inflammation. Roundabout, we don't even know the whole stack. But if you really go through the literature, you can find all these little different pathways. That's another thing we tend to get caught up in Cox one, Cox two, because that's what the TV commercial tells us, right? There's a lot of different pathways. Inflammation is a very, very, very complex healing pathway in our body that in other places can go wrong. And people don't realize that. If you cut out inflammation, you will die. That's how we heal and how we repair. So it's an interesting balance, which goes back once again, it takes it out of our Western view back to our Eastern view of the yin-yang and the balance between the two. So the curcumin has some really, really nice side effects. We use it to protect your liver, like uh, there's studies showing when you're taking chemotherapy, protect the liver. It actually passes the blood-brain barrier, but a lot of people don't realize not everything passes that special hermetic seal around the brain that protects your brain. This and is there for a purpose. This actually passes into the brain and works as an anti-inflammatory. That's why we have studies for its use in Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Big deal. It's a really a big deal. You know, besides joint pain and things like that, and antimicrobial, like anti-parasitic activity. I mean, this thing, this thing is... This thing's not a high-powered rifle. This thing's a machine gun. <laughs> you know, and it's it's really a beautiful, beautiful, elegant plant, and it also grows so easily. I, I'm a I'm a guy that kind of like look at the big picture. <clears throat> if it's exceedingly hard to find and get, it probably has a very specific limited use. If it grows everywhere, super easy, it's probably abundant for a reason. That's nature. First right. of all, that is, that's, just that's probably one of the simple way of doing it, and yet it's so smart. That is probably one of the coolest ways for just a person to think about something where, how how well does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, seriously. It's I almost intuitive natural, knowledge. You know it. I say it, and you're like, oh, well, duh. You, right, you would think that, but right? you don't think that until you say and bring it back to light, and you go, Makes oh, shit. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, How am I supposed to not noticing that? Right. Hard to argue it. Right. And that was like with cannabis. I mean, this stuff will grow in sand. It's It will grow like a weed, right? I right. mean, you right. can grow it's it in sand. every environment right. all over the world. The different strains can go in really cold and temperate. They can jungle in the equator. I mean, you know, somebody wanted this plant on this planet, right? right? right. So you got to stop and question and go, why? why? How is this useful? We should, at least. And I think that's something that, that we did and we have. And God knows cultures before us for thousands of years have. And we got a little derailed. Derailed.
Well, let, me, let me go back real quick to yeah. Pure Relief Fente because the the curcumin is, is is beautiful. It's a brilliant. But the other one I, I, I like because people never heard of it, or at least they don't think they've heard of it, is Boswellia. It comes from uh, the Horn of East Africa, from a tree, from the resin of a tree. You may have heard of it in, in a, a lesser-known story about this dude. He's kind of rare. His name's Jesus. <laughs> you remember the three wise men? What did they bring? Gold, myrrh, gold, and frankincense? Boswell is frankincense. So I always joke with my patients. I'm like, look, man, it's good enough for baby Jesus. good enough for you. <laughs> I don't care about religion. You know, that's funny. <laughs> You always bring the jokes. <laughs> you gotta bring the humor, man. I mean, he, he, Dr. Chapman used to come, it, it, it didn't matter what holiday it was, he'd have a list of, which you probably still do, of course, but a li- I mean, if it was St. Patrick's Day, there was 50 St. Patrick's Day jokes that he had rattled <laughs> off, and he's like, you'll like this one, you'll like this one, and they all killed, to be honest with you, they really were. Some people think they're not funny, uh, or they think they're funny and they're not funny, no. He's got yeah, great delivery. They just chuckle with their nut and press it. <laughs> but, um, anyway. but yeah, so you always have a little bit of... But that, that's the best medicine. I digress. Is Adler's the best medicine? Yeah, always. Medicine, that's for sure. Of it course. Is. It is that, that mental, that frame of mind, when you laugh or that, when, you, when you're happy in your mind, that's a healing state in the human body. Oh, yeah. It absolutely is. So the Boswellia is one of the other major components in there. And, and, and I don't want to get too scientific, but, you know, people have heard of COX-1 and COX-2. One of the other major pathways is 5-lipoxygenase. We call it 5 locks. And COX-1 and COX-2, I don't leave, don't touch it. So just as a little free tidbit of info out there, if you're one of those like, I got terrible arthritis on my knees. My doc says take a leave. It doesn't work. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. He's got the wrong diagnosis. I must have Wakabongo disease. <laughs> you know, no, you are probably a predominantly five locks inflammatory pathway. So you might try Boswellia and it may work fantastic. And that's one of the things I've seen clinically is that when I see those people like, ah, I'm leave, don't work. And I'm, especially in my career, I'm looking at their x-rays. I'm going, you have terrible arthritis. It's clear osteoarthritis. Because you know, you guys know there's a lot of different types. Of course. Psoriatic, rheumatoid arthritis, Chris, you know, anyway. Um, you know, and you're like, God, why isn't this stuff working? They told me in school it did. <laughs> <laughs> it, they're, they're a different inflammatory pathway, which is, which is an interesting concept, is that we start to realize that there's a lot of diversity in the human, in human genetics and how we live and interact with the drugs and things we use. Which is one of the reasons why when you first came to me when you were working with CBD and you're like, I got this product and you're like, it's a broad spectrum. And I'm like, it's not an isolate. It's not a single molecule you're right. pulling out of an Erlenmeyer flask in a room <laughs> with a mask on and a shield, right? You're like, no, I definitely don't believe in that. I, I hate that. I, yeah. you know, I like that full, that full spectrum approach. And this is why I think it's really important is because. You know, Mother Nature's worked this stuff out for us. And our biggest mistake is we get in its way. When we pull nature out the way it was packaged for us and start to use it in a full spectrum sense, it's much more effective. And I think that's panned out too. I've seen that when uh, in using your products. But, you know, and I know I told you this, but I don't know if I ever told you this, Pete. When they first came on the market, I got eight years ago now, is it 10 years yeah, ago? Something that's like that started coming out. It's been a while now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, almost I had, 10 years. I had two patients who were my two primary guinea pigs. Okay, and they wanted to do it, and they were they were interested, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Here, try this. 
They're like, well, I got this from my Aunt Sheila. All right, let's try that. It looks good, you know. We went through about 20 products, and I sw- of CBD products. Right. CBD. Right. Okay. And at this point, uh, in, in both, we had, you know, isolates, full spectrum, higher dose, this may, we, we were, we tried all different stuff. I swear to God, about 17 out of those 20 were snake oil. There was nothing in them. Because they, we got no effect. The patients are like, I feel zero. And then I found, we hit, I hit on two that worked. And it's pretty simple. People go, how do I know if it's working? You don't need to know it's working. You're telling me. Right. You don't have to question. It either works and what and fixes symptoms that are bothering you or it doesn't. There is no such thing as like, oh, well, it's working. I have no idea. Well, the, the problem here is, is, is that, and, and you don't see this as much being a physician that we deal with more in our cannabis, is, is that, like, you write a product, prescription, whatever, that's something that is supposed to work. It does what it says it's supposed to do, but the ingredients are what they are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case in our field, in, in this industry. When I was, and that's what I found moving over from true medical to coming over to, when I say true medical, but dealing with not just going against traditional pharmaceuticals and natural products, but whether they were good for you or not, at least what was said was in the bottle was in the bottle. True. It's, I guess what I'm trying to say. Whereas that is not the case with what we battle. So all CBD is not equal. All marijuana is not equal. All cannabinoid extraction methods, like you just talked about, are not equal. You know, when you're talking about an isolate and you are using hexane or pentane or isolating something out to make one cannabinoid prominent and taking everything else out, that's... I mean, does that sound right? I mean, that's that doesn't sound right, right? I mean, yeah. would I take, um, you know... A banana and take only the peel out, or, or I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know. Would I? Yeah, that is, I do. I do. But you're right. I'm just saying, would you take something from Mother Nature and break it up just because you're looking for one specific thing in there and use a chemical, a, a, a nasty chemical to get that? I guess is Where really. Where does that ever work in nature? Yeah. Can you build a house with just nails? Right. You, right. you also have to have boards. You also have shoes. You have to have some, Yeah, you need the full spectrum. You see, you need that full entourage effect, right? So mm-hmm. it's also how you do extraction. So you have like a CO2 extraction versus what we do is cold ethanol. All we're doing is we're taking the plants, we're shucking them down, and we're putting it into cold ethanol, where it just alcohol. Where it, drinking it, alcohol. Drinking alcohol. Yeah, basically. Ethanol. Right, drinking alcohol. Exactly. And all it's doing is is pulling every great, beautiful thing out of that plant naturally. I'm not separating anything. I'm not using any you know crazy chemicals. It's kind of like I always say, like grandma used to have like that jar, and it's usually of hot peppers or or something. And they pull it out like, and then they use that as a tincture. They use it in as medicine. As medicine, it's the same thing. So that just starting off. Dr. Chapman is very different because what's in our product is in our product. It's what we say it is. Obviously, we're USDA certified organic. We're kosher. We're vegan. We're non-GMO. We're all those great things. But let's just bring it back to how we actually get there. And it's 
So me giving you a product like that to give to a patient, when you're talking about all these different receptors in a person's body, different rheumatoid arthritis, you know, osteoarthritis, you know, but what did you say? There's many different ways that a body responds to an anti-inflammatory, to, to inflammation, or what is gonna be an anti-inflammatory for them. So you're using 160, 170 cannabinoids in a full spectrum, which that's where we have a huge leg up in marijuana. I agree. Marijuana, you know, we love the cannabis companies that come on and we love it and there's all these terpene profiles and they get different feelings, but a lot of them is, is very different than where we derive out of hemp. We are much more medical based. We have a lot more of a cannabinoid profile in our products or in, in the plant itself that helps with a myriad of, of medical conditions where marijuana is not really, a, that's not their focus. And so that is something we need to bring to people as well and they understand. And that's kind of want to get back to how you thought or when you started to realize about cannabinoids and how they work. And it could have been just as basic as marijuana or CBD or hemp or whatever. But how you started to see the medical benefits is kind of what you said before. If it's growing everywhere, it must be good or useful for something. Or a lot of things. Yeah. So why would you try to break that down? So what happens is, is just to let me get back, you're putting out a cheap product. So yes, you're going through all these different ones in the beginning, and you're saying, well, I tried this CBD, and I tried that product, and, and nothing's working. Well, it's not a because it's not even CBD at all. Oh, right, or maybe it's not, it hasn't you know, CBD in it. We didn't know that's factual. About 10 years ago, they put that study out where they looked at all these uh, grass-certified, generally recognized as safe supplements, and they found the majority didn't even have B12 in them when it said B12 on the label, which is crazy. That's why. That's insane. So, so that it makes it difficult on the consumer because they tried the first 16 like I did, and they're like, this is all garbage. It's all crap. They don't realize that, no, there's just good products out there. It's just tough to get to. We, we fight that a lot. We fight that a lot. Every day, people Dosing is an issue because there's preconceptions. They hear the word like a thousand milligrams, they go, oh, that's huge. I'm like, maybe. <laughs> if it's a thousand ladybugs, not huge. A thousand elephants, it's huge. So there's there's some relativeness to it. And of course there's costs associated with it. So a lot of people come in and they go, well, let me just see if it works first. Give me the cheapest bottle. You know, and unfortunately, there is a dose-dependent aspect to it. Some people require a much higher dose, and some don't get there because they, they feel it fails. And I, I usually try very hard on the front end to go, we're going to start conservatively, because we should, and financially conservatively, too. I said, but there is a dose relationship to this. Before you say it doesn't work, you should try the higher dose. And I usually do that with people like, you know, it's just not working. I'm like, you know what, you already bought the bottle, you're halfway to it, fine. Double your dose. Right. Triple your dose. Just try it and see. And it's amazing then when you start to see an effect, they go, oh, and now you got to go back and kind of fine-tune, bring them back so you're practicing cost-effective medicine, but you're still getting effective medicine. Well, we were saying even with the, all the, the, the different, the curcumin, the boswellia, stuff like that, when you're talking about how it takes several weeks to kick in, 
So now you want somebody who wants that golden pill. They want it immediately. And now they have to wait that two or three weeks. But let's say they do wait that two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And they start getting those reliefs. That's when the light bulb comes off. Yeah. And I think the way you said it the best is how you quantify pain. It's hard. Old school was, and it could be wrong, but it's, you know, give me a pain tolerance from one to ten. But I thought the way that you explained it was really, you know, I remember hearing it one day and you said, well, what is it like for you to get up in the morning, get in and out of your car, stand while you're making coffee or, or, or breakfast or, or lunch or dinner? You know, what are the things that your perception of pain is different than, oh, just a, a pain scale? Big deal. Yeah. You know, like, is it different when you wake up in the morning? Do you feel less uh you know, do you have less pain? Do you have more information? This is like what I mentioned earlier on about sports medicine. It's about function. Right. Not, oh, look, I gave you the right molecule for the right receptor, and you noticed something great. That's the old, like, you know, the, pay, the surgery was success. The patient died. Right. You know? Right. It's about function. So I think that's a much better way to look at pain because a lot of people are still going to have pain. Let, let's face it. Even our age, you get out of bed in the morning, your feet hurt. You know, I mean, stuff hurts. Life is not exactly comfortable, you know, but if you're functioning, and I think that's an important thing that you're talking about, especially when setting expectations. Setting expectations is a big deal, especially if someone's coming to this for the first time, you know. It's like, do you start to do your function easier, better? Are you thinking less about your pain? Your pain's still a five? Okay, okay. But are you thinking less about your pain while you're cooking. I think that's a big deal. We gotta start start giving that the credit that it's due is that people can go on with their lives and and not have it be the central focus of their lives with something like this. Totally. Because some people, you know, I'm sorry, you played for the Philadelphia Eagles and you're seventy eight years old, you're gonna have some pain. <laughs> There's just no way around right. it. I mean some of these guys it's yeah. insane. Well we when we were talking to Major Boy, Rick Claire right. saying However, you just think, like you said, just by being yeah, body takes every abuse. day, you know, world's still spinning and you're going to have some kind of pain. Or what he said that went by really quick was really profound. His perception of pain. Pain is not a thing. We can't measure it. Like, we can't say, we well, have this many encephalons per nanogram and this is pain. No, it's his perception of pain. So he's probably just like, he eats pain for breakfast. Yeah, so, well, well, you see the way he works right. out. And I mean, even when his last, his last wrestling match, I mean, he was, I mean, he's putting up serious weight. He's doing, I mean, he's working out like, yeah. I mean, everybody in the gym are like, really? I mean, how old is he? So, but you're right. And it's perception of pain. And, and, and the other thing is, is that we were talking about, you know, some of these players, we get a lot of athletes on. We get a ton of athletes on. And they're like, we wish we had cannabis while we were playing. In some way, because of not wanting to be on opiates, not wanting to be on incense, but how the anti-inflammatory effects really help with the aches and pains. And they're, they're young and playing. So forget being 75 years old and your body being banged up. I'm talking about current players that are like, we wish we had cannabis during that time because it would have changed my training regimen. It would have changed some of the side effects that I got from traditional medications. It would have done a lot of things for me if I just would have had this available to me. Now, it may have been available to them even, 
but they get tested. Yeah. So they can't have it. Where the politics the, of it. The politics of it. Yeah. So some of them, yeah, I mean, yep. sometimes they did sure. know about it. Um, but, but it wasn't um, mainstream enough for them to use, or politically wise, they weren't able to use it. So, you know, it's such on that. I want to tell you a neat little tidbit of how, why that could be such a big deal to them at that age. You know, Advil and Relief, right? They're very strong anti-inflammatories. So, so let's back up. When I do this, uh, when I do a bicep curl like this right now, I'm tearing muscle fiber and I'm repairing, right? I tear and I repair at the same level, okay? Well, the way we repair is inflammation. That's why I said it's actually a good guy, not a bad guy like we talk about it. So, but if I tear my normal tearing through normal daily attrition muscles and then I knock down my inflammation with an NSAID or with steroids, I start to tear more than I repair and you start to break down tendons. Studies have shown this over and over again and you start to get injuries and connective tissue like tendons and ligaments. Because it's not healing properly? Because I'm tearing at my normal rate, right. but I'm not repairing at my normal rate. Right, right, repairing okay. is inflammation. Right. And I'm using an anti-inflammatory to knock down my inflammation, so my tearing starts to overwhelm my repairing. And you start to get tendons breaking in a lower load. And so a lot of these guys, a lot of people are now friends we have. They take two out and go to the gym because they feel better after. They feel good. It doesn't hurt as much, yada, yada, yada. And... In, but they're actually making it twice as bad. They're setting themselves up for injury. I'm not even talking about the, the cardiac, the, re, the renal, the, the stomach. I'm just connective tissue, sec, strain, sprains, and injuries. Whereas a lot of these guys playing at that level, had they had cannabinoids to help with the inflammation, to help with the pain, and the lesser known promotion of repair, which is an interesting side effect of cannabinoids, is um, they really, they really might have even been able to prolong their careers. Because, I mean, we pump these guys like with a Tordol, which is a super Advil. It is like, it knocks down all inflammation. And uh, What was that? That was the first thing that, um, not Chase, but, um, yeah, Chase Hadley. No, no, no. Who, no. Uh, who was our first? Kyle Turley, that's what he said. That's all they used to shoot him yeah. up with. Yeah. And, Kyle, and you're not supposed to use that more than five days in a row. It'll burn a hole in your stomach like a cannonball. What? I mean, this stuff is Remember he was set? You're not allowed to give pills more than five days. And even they, even now, and it works great though. We use it in the ER. Someone comes in and wants opiates, you give them a shot of Toradol, and they feel better. Instead of an opiate. Instead of an opiate. Oh, right. So it works really well. With no addiction. When, I'm saying that yes, one yes. time. With so no addiction, the incense don't have the addictive right, aspect. Right. Of it's absolutely, but they shoot these guys up for practice after practice yeah. after game after game. A whole season of using this stuff. It's kind of like a bandolier of these things. Like, you know? Yeah, so it's it's no surprising that you got a 27 year old guy now that can't walk. He's got arthritis. He's crippled. So whereas you're right, if they had cannabinoids early on, you know, they could have could have been a game changer for them. Let's take a break. Uh, well, because we're going to do two sections. We're going to, uh, um, yeah, it's too much. It's great. And that's why we can't just put it in 30 minutes or whatever. So.